Hello. Hey, yo, hey, yo, yo. What's up, yo. man? <laughs> what up? Oh, chilling. Literally. Chilling. It's cold as fuck. Mm. My nipples are hard. Well, I'm here, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains my erection as well. <laughs> Come on, you know you like it. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. I'm telling everyone. <laughs> it reminds me of Ezel, the crackhead from Friday. Ezel. Hey, isn't that the name back. of something that you? Isn't that the name of that thing that you put the canvas on? So you can. That's paint? an easel, fool. Oh, oh, that's right. All right. <laughs> so what's going on? The must man here. Here we are, another day, another dollar. Another. Oh wait, d- the <laughs> spent on this uh, hobby. Yes, <laughs> not made. Negative one more dollar. That's all good. You know, everything's normal. Everything's in place. You know? Nice, nice. Doing what you can. Doing nice. what you gotta do, kind of thing. How was your New Year? It was good. I'd love to see another one. There you go. Um, you know, definitely, uh, I, I know I make uh, new year's, uh, resolutions every year, but, um, and I, I think I, for some time I gave up cause I was like, why? I never really follow them. My um, new year's resolution. So, Stop making new year's resolutions. You see, that's kind of how I was about it, but there are a couple of things on my list I got to do, but I can't talk about them. Otherwise I won't follow through with them. Mm. I think it's one of those things. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's kind of how it works for me. Yeah, I don't know. New Year's was cool. It's good. Uh, you um, you guys have uh, your own shindig there, or did you go somewhere? Uh... Nah, we went to Perla's cousin's house and hung out there. It was a good time. Good. Got drunk. Good. As you should. It's New Year's. You know what? This is going to be bad to say on a drinking show, but like, I don't know that I can drink all that much anymore, man. Like, I, the puffiness, the headaches, the... The hangovers, like I, man, my old man body can't take it anymore. That just depends on on the, I, you know, the intake and what you're consuming. Obviously, the last time we hung out, we got we got wrecked. I think that was just long overdue, though. I I think that was just like one of those like fuck. We haven't done this in a long time. Let's take advantage. Yeah, true. true. Actually, and then the other part too is that like that shit goes down smooth. So like. You don't recognize how drunk you are until it is way too late. You know what I mean? You're chewing peanuts on microphone and eating Advil like it's candy. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, But it does make Uh, for some good times. It sure does. I'm not saying I'm going to stop. I'm just saying like it's rough. We'll just slow it down maybe. You know. And we, There's not, nothing wrong with enjoying your, your drink little by little and stuff, you know, and pour yourself one of those scotches and, or, or for me, it's whiskey or something like that. You know, I'm just like, you know, sip on it throughout the show and or throughout your life. You know, it's not so bad. Yeah, no, no, know? for sure. And we were just talking off mic and if there is intent on inviting weirdo Daryl back on the show, then uh, definitely going to be drinking. Hey Daryl! Hey Daryl! Come back! Come back! Come on! Come on! We have booze. Daryl, we have booze. Come on! 
Come on. We miss it. We miss you, Daryl. Come back. Speak on. for yourself. I don't miss that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was just I you know, re-listening to our episode with him and stuff like that. God damn it. That shit had me rolling. Thanks killing? Thanks killing, yeah. Nice. Him and I did one yeah, together for his birthday, the bloody birthday one. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we got fucked up on that one too. As you should. That was not a good night. Gentlemen's uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it sound like a like a podcast after dark type thing, you know? This one that's what we are, man. Except not right now. <laughs> I gotta build in some uh some uh some effects into my my gear here. Uh, cause I don't say that again. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> uh, I'll show you some gear. <laughs> you saying there's something wrong with my gear? No. Uh, From a transformers perspective. <laughs> I was thinking of bad Santa. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. That movie's fucking funny. <laughs> Anyways, no, Probably there's one a, of the greatest holiday movies of all time. Yeah. I try to watch it every Christmas, dude. That movie's too funny. Good shit. Um, no, I have buttons here on the uh, equipment that I can just incorporate sound effects, and I should get one of those, like, uh, you know, like porn music theme uh, songs or whatever, so that uh, when we reference uh, Mutant City Horror After Dark, uh, we can play the appropriate theme song for that's that some, type yeah, of show. Yeah, some, uh, some porn sounding music. It's a, isn't that, you know, uh, God, what's his name? Fuck, Sir Mix a lot. Uh, it was Sir Mix a lot, and there. Do you remember a band called? Um, fuck, what are they called? They're 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 famous for that song Peaches. The president oh, of the United, of the United States. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sir Mix a lot, and the, the last time I had heard, I, I don't know. This was probably about ten years ago or so. But Sir Mix, I was wondering what happened to one of them and it kind of coincided with the the other but i was like oh yeah so so sir mix a lot teamed up with the president of the united states of america to make porn music nice (laughs) (laughs) when i heard that i was just like what the fuck well (laughs) you got baby got back right you got baby got back right right. on sir mix a lot side and then you got peaches on the president's side those two things are kind of similar so Big butts and peaches. And, and arguably probably music. one of the greatest music videos of all time with peaches. Oh, with the ninjas and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a the peach trees in like the second the second half, a bunch of ninjas come and they just start fighting these ninjas. It's like, what the fuck is going on? You know what's crazy is I was just talking about the presidents of the United States the other like maybe like two weeks ago with one of my coworkers. He is like uh, yeah. he is uh walking Google. Like this dude knows everything about everything. It's fucking, it's both awesome. Yeah, test him to see if he's a robot, dude. It's both awesome and scary at the same time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dude. Or at least he presents. <laughs> Maybe like poke him with like a pen or something until he bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> at he least bleed, he dude. presents himself so confidently that like you believe that he believes or you believe that it's the truth because he just says it with such conviction and you're like, no shit. And then if somebody told me like, no, that's a total lie, I'd have been like, oh shit, I, I would have never known. But uh, we were talking about songs and their ulterior meanings. I'll give you an example. Um, System of a Down, I believe on their first album have, uh, or maybe it's Toxicity, 
they have a song called Pogo Stick. And mm. it's a song about on the surf. Like if you listen to it, I don't know. For me, it felt like it was a song about heroin, right? Um, someone injecting heroin. Um, everyone wants to play run around expose with just one pogo stick. Uh, and there's more to it, right? When you're like, ah, that sounds right. like somebody shooting up heroin. Turns out it's a song about a pogo stick. They found it while they were on tour and they were, everybody just wanted to fucking have a good time on the pogo stick. I was like, Oh, okay. It's all good. It's funny. It's funny how people could do that. Right. Like, <laughs> like here you are like, Oh, there's a deep meaning to this. And yeah. Shit yeah. Like yeah. That. And like, reality oh. is like the creators themselves <laughs> are like, yeah, yeah. There's, I, well, dude, uh, what's his name? Did that uh, the guy from Foo Fighters, um, uh, Dave Grohl? David Grohl, right? It, uh, I, I watched an interview with him, and you know, like they talk about like all the inspiration for his song "Hero," and they're all like, "Yeah, they, they can tell it's it's got deep meaning. It's about somebody." And he's just like, "No, it's you know, it's just words. It really means yeah. nothing. Like, <laughs> there's nothing." <laughs> So when you find out about this shit, you're like, oh, goddamn, you just fabricated this whole lore behind it. But it was weird because it's almost like music is made for that, right? Like, you know, when you when you think about it, because if you ask the artist most of the time, they're just like, well, what, how does it make you feel? Like, what is your perspective on it? And, you know, then that that's what it means to you. Kind right, of thing. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so, um, president of the United States. They have a song called Lump. Mm. She's uh, Lump. She's Lump. She's in my head. Well, apparently yeah, it's I about a brain tumor that he had in his head. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, whoops. <laughs> you know that that dude was bald as an eagle and shit. He was probably was that, like his chemo <laughs> dance or what? Uh, Man, that guy's a trip, dude. 90s one hit wonders. I can sit, I could sit here all day. <laughs> I know, dude. Just, just do it. A whole episode just on nineties <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I, I remember that shit like it was yesterday, man. Isn't it weird when you listen to like some of these oldies stations now and you're like, wait, no, I was in junior high when this shit came out. Yeah, it's they, not an oldie. They call it dad rock now. God damn. But we one of, one of the kids the and literally thing. one of the kids, he's this kid's like twenty two or whatever. One of the kids at work um referred to it as dad rock, and that was the first time I heard that term and I was like what the fuck is dad rock? He's like, you know, Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Rage Against the Machine. I was God like, get the right. fuck out of here. <laughs> he's right, though, dude. Yeah, think about it. Fucking Bush, Stone Temple Pilot. Dude, okay. like, we we had the, the, we were the start of the grunge era and shit, which arguably, yeah. like, is fucking some of the greatest music. Well, I, I think it's some of the greatest music I ever heard. Think about, okay, high school was... 25 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Let's just round up. Let's just say 30. 30 mm. years ago was 19. I don't know. I can't do math right now. My graduate year. 1994. 30 years ago was 1994. Okay. Think about the, the music that was coming out in 1994. Doggy style, you know, uh, you got Dre, you got Wu Tang, all the nineteen ninety four. Wait, hold on. I was in seventh grade when Doggy Style came out. Nah, I know that for a fact because that's when I started listening to to rap and stuff. Either way, 
think think about the music that or came I should out say in West 94. Coast hip hop. Okay? Don't consider that like West Coast hip hop. But ninety four, thirty years ago. Think about thirty years before that. Six, Actually, ninety four makes sense because right, I I graduated. My exit uh, high school year was nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Twenty five years ago. Okay. So, anyways, all I'm saying is, thirty years ago was we were twelve or fourteen, and the music in 1994 compared to the music thirty years before that in 1964. So, if you think about like our dads listening thirty years ago to the oldie stations of shit from the 60s. We are at that place yeah, right now. Joplin, fucking. We are at that place right name? now with us, our kids listening, watching us listen to our shit from thirty years ago. Yeah, and it just, it just, it's insane. Yeah, it is. It's mind blowing, but yeah, I guess that that kind of goes with the territory and stuff. I still think ours was cooler. <laughs> I think every generation thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. Damn kids these days. <laughs> these stupid kids and their dumb music. And you know, I hear it all the time, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not here to dump on new music at all and stuff. But, dude, like, what is Dude, every fucking song I hear on the radio sounds the same. It's all auto-tuned, right? Uh, if you're talking about rap music, then yeah. There dude, are very, everything. very few. And then either that or it's very experimental. So you got a little bit of rap and jazz and fucking a whole bunch of other things. You, now you don't even know what, what the fuck it would be considered at this point. I mean, there's, there's a few good hitters that I hear you know, here and there. but There's a group that I, I've been following that you might like. Um, do you remember Raz Kaz or at least the name? Okay. Nah. He's a rapper from the 90s. He's got some cool shit. His kids... Are in a rap group today called Coast Contra out of LA. And their shit is dope. I love it. I'll send you the link to their um, EP and their first album. But that that's good stuff. That that's classic like old school lyricism with like, you know, some recycled fresh beats, if you will. It's good. You'll like it. I'll send it to you. Right. Don't worry about it. Sounds okay. Good. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. What are we here for today? Should I start with the intro? Sure. So tonight, the monsters are running amok, and we run for that theater where the Marquis, and the Marquis now reads eaten alive if you were one of the millions of moviegoers who were electrified by the unbearable suspense and sheer terror of jaws get ready for eaten alive Created by Toby Hooper, maker of the screen sensation, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Marty Rustin presents a new horror classic, Eaten Alive. Into this house of terror comes a handful of unsuspecting innocents. 
what happens to these people and eaten alive will give you the most chilling, terrifying 90 minutes you ever spent in a theater. Oh, no. presents Eden Alive, Mel Ferrer, Carolyn Jones, Stuart Whitman, Neville Brand. Get ready for Eden Alive, the new horror classic. Which is a 19, what, 1980-something? I'm going to say 81. 76. Oh, I was off. Actually, you're right. It definitely had a 70s tone to it. Uh, another movie made by Tobe Hooper. Who, um, you know, I can tell it, I, I can it. tell you loved it by how enthusiastic this opening is right now. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Uh, it goes to prove that iconic people as Toby Hooper can have a few dumpers in their uh, in, in, in their um, their resume. I mean, look, portfolio, sure. I, I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that this was a bad movie in any way. I personally didn't like it that much, but I will give Tobe Hooper credit that uh he is what I consider the sandman of filmmaking. Like he and puts I say you to sleep? That, kind of. I I'll say it like this. Like I love his movies. Don't get me wrong. I've I you know he's kind of up there with Stanley Kubrick. Almost everything that he's touched to me is solid gold. Um, and it, uh, not that he puts you to sleep, but that, uh, there is a very, um, simple story being told in a movie that might be, you know, involved more with the character development. So like, let's look at the track, track record, right? You got, you got, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Very simple plot. You know, it's a bunch of hillbilly, like, uh, cannibals and stuff that, you know, people wrong place, wrong time. Simple, boom, stamp it. What what we were enticed by was the character, the characters themselves, and fucking uh, how isolated you feel, and like how alone, and you can kind of feel for what uh, the characters are going through, kind of thing. Okay, boom, stamp that. Uh, then we look at, um, you know, uh, fucking what's it called, Poltergeist, right? Poltergeist, the same thing and stuff, like. Uh, you know, uh, Steven Spielberg had his hand in Poltergeist and stuff, but Toby Hooper did more of the, uh, the, you know, the actual direction, um, as far as it goes. And same thing, family haunted by a poltergeist, boom, stamp that, you know, but we were sucked in because of the visuals and the, uh, you know, the lore behind it and stuff. So he, he's really good at doing that. Um, and, uh, 
even uh, one of those movies on that 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 new list I gave you and stuff uh, is a movie directed by him that does exactly the same thing. So, which one um, is it? Is it Life Force? Yeah, got it. So, um, he's just he's good at taking something simple and uh, well, it, it's kind of like I I know that this movie doesn't really stand out. It's there's nothing going to be. Uh, you know, good for it. I'll just kind of elevate it, and, and it's uh, ar- ar- around uh, good dialogue and good, uh, you know, placement of characters and stuff like that. Even and that's kind then, of like... even then, I think uh, the 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 reason I brought this up is because um, we made friends with a movie producer on Instagram, and one of the things that he one of his projects was or is a documentary that's available on prime specifically about Robert England and like not so much about nightmare on Elm street, but Robert England as a whole. So like, you know, from, you know, from when he was a kid to, to where he's at now. So it, it covers his entire body of work, at least up until that point where that documentary was made. And I highly recommend it because it is very telling and did you know he auditioned for Han Solo? They say that about everyone. They said that about Christopher Walken. So, <laughs> so check this out. So, so, but here's the thing. It's not so much that other people are saying it. It is Robert England on film saying that he went to go in um, audition for Han Solo. And when he left, knowing that he probably wasn't going to get it, he saw that there was a casting call for some other uh, character um, named uh, Luke Skywalker and what they were looking for from a Luke Skywalker he was like oh I have a buddy that I think can fit that so he takes the cast call home and delivers it to his friend um, Mark Hamill who was like living with them or some shit I was like how the fuck was Freddy Krueger so involved with like the Star Wars process? That's crazy. To I don't me. know, man. I mean, maybe, hey, maybe it's look, true. Maybe it's it's not, Robert England like, telling the story himself, so it's not like somebody else doesn't is saying necessarily it about mean it's true. Hulk Hogan had claimed that he was supposed to be the main actor to play um, fucking oh god. Con- Connor McLeod. Connor McLeod? The guy from Highlander, which was was played by Christopher Lambert. Actually, there can only be one. Guy on that list. What's that? There can only be one. There can only be one. Yeah. So <laughs> Hulk Hogan claimed that he was, they, they were going to put him in the role as, as McLeod on the very first uh, Highlander. Hollywood's weird like that, I don't that, think man. that's true. I don't think that's true. In fact, I think what he, he he got it mixed up because there was a wrestling match at the beginning of Highlander. They were probably like, hey, you want to be in this wrestling, you know, fucking, you know, be a wrestler in this beginning sequence and shit. He probably just, you know. And I like, I'm not underselling Robert England in any way. But I, I don't know. I mean, he's not that great of an actor. I mean, he's, he's a great Freddy Krueger, uh, but that's really all he is. He well, only okay. kind of based his career off that at this point, right? Like, I mean, he's only famous kind of for that and it is a big franchise. So 
by all means. You remember what you said when you were at the, the convention? How high-priced he was and stuff? Yeah. Think about that. You know, I mean, was, no, is he really I'm, that highly paid of an actor? Like, I'm no. not. I'm not debunking that. And there was stuff that he did before Nightmare on Elm Street. Hence the reason we're talking about this movie today. And well, I think, right, if right, I'm right. not mistaken, he was even a stage actor before too. So, like, the dude has a lot of acting experience. And and so, yeah. yeah. In in talking about all of his uh, history, they were talking about these movies. Uh, Eaten Alive, the one we're doing today is one of them. And then the other one that we have on the list, too, is uh, Galaxy of Terror. But I'm more interested right. in that one because it's also got Sid Haig in it. It's got a couple other people. This one was directed by Toby Hooper. So I'm like, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, fucking Freddy, you know. Let's not forget Galaxy of Terror has, like, the, the infamous sexual assault scene. <laughs> I've never seen it. Watch. I've never seen it, so... Oh, <laughs> well, you're in for a ride there, buddy. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that got a lot to say about that scene, too, because I know about it. All right, go on. That's just the way that this movie ended up on my radar. Right, right, right. I mean, uh, there, there's really, there's not any young talent, or there's not any talent that we know of other than, you know, uh, fucking what, uh, Robert England himself, although uh, I, I didn't. Not true. Am I? Am I? Hold on. Am I thinking? The, first of all, the sheriff. I, I believe isn't he Columbo? Columbo. Yeah, didn't he play on a show called Columbo? Now that was before my time, but I do know about the show because I did have mom, moms and dads. I had uncles and stuff that still watched. You had moms and, and dads. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mister Grammar Checker, <laughs> check this right here. Okay, no, no, uh, I had people, uh, you know, uh, outshadowing me in uh, the age of survival, who have have uh, watched old shows and stuff. These are the reason I, I knew know about like Three's Company, or, or you know, you know, like how you probably know about I Love Lucy. Would you be watching it had it not been for your mom and dad? You Actually, know? I'm watching that show literally right now on uh, Yeah, you're always Plus. a fan of that, and you still are. <laughs> Diehard fan. Diehard fan. You know what? We need to bring all those people back from the grave and stuff and interview all of them. <laughs> no. Uh, so, no, the sheriff was not uh, Columbo. Uh, All right, Peter but he Falk was familiar to Columbo. me, but yeah, I kind of took a stretch at guessing he was. No, I, I get you. The only person when I looked, the only person that I immediately recognized. Um, well, let's do this. Uh, let me give a synopsis. Um, I don't think we're going to do a full walkthrough. I think we agreed upon that, right? Like it's not worth a full walkthrough. Uh, this is, exactly. Just like I said, Toby yeah. Hooper uh, was pretty much con condensed the story enough. There's no plot to this movie. Right, right. That's we can thing, explain like... the whole thing, but it's probably better off if you just kind of get the general outline and then go and watch it for yourself and see, you know, like what we're talking about. And Here, Here's the movie. So this movie is about a deranged person who runs this fucking hotel called Starlight Hotel somewhere in Texas that has a crocodile in its pond from Africa, or so he claims, that when people come through, he just kills people and then dumps their body in the pond for the crocodile to eat. That's it. I mean, 
the, I mean, the, I guess. I mean, you I actually guess. just told the whole movie. That's right what I'm there. saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the synopsis was the film, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, I, I can stretch it out a little bit more. So the movie opens immediately uh, with a cock shot of Robert England. Right, we're just staring at his bulge. And the first words Glad I looked away at that point. <laughs> the first words out of his mouth were what? I do not know that. I, I, I know like okay, I'm gonna tell you right now before we even get into this, like Robert England annoyed the shit out of me in this movie. I found him Why? very fucking annoying. He was like not even like a main part of it. He was like, I would say, like, well, I, I, a but that, of this I movie think that was Robert the thing. It's like, it's like, all right, Robert England, you're going to be an extra in this movie. And he tried to be something bigger than that, right? He tried to make himself more memorable. Have you noticed there was a lot of scenes in there where they had to focus in on him, but he was literally just a background character? All right, stop, Robert England. All right, we all know who you are. We all get it. Okay. You, I think that's have, less. You have range. You have range, <laughs> but we don't need you in this shot. You're, you're making it sound like on. you're making it sound like dude was on set and was like, "No, focus on me." Guys, that's guys, all. That's all direction. Here. I'm over here. I'm, guys, come on. Look at look at me. Look at these beautiful golden locks I got here. Come on. Look at look at this face. I'm not defending them, but I also don't agree <laughs> at the same time. I don't know how you can miss it. You know what? Those listening, you gotta watch this. You'll know what I'm talking about. Look, I I don't know what he said at the beginning. I'll tell you. You ready? I was just saying that he annoyed me. I mean, so did the kid on Game of Thrones and shit like that and stuff. And I'm glad he died. But what he said was, "I'm Buck and I'm rearing to fuck." See what I mean? Who fucking said? Come on. You know, I bet you that was improvised too. And he probably thought that was the coolest shit he's ever Maybe, said. but where else have you heard that before? <laughs> Nowhere. You nah, know why? Bullshit. No one's going to put that line in their movie. Bullshit. That is okay. straight bullshit. That is a line. I mean, that's where that line originates from. But Quentin Tarantino incorporated that into Kill Bill. Remember the. All right, all right. So that, but that movie came first, right? Well, Eaten Alive came first. So, 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 yeah, I mean, Quentin Tarantino, he just gave him homage and put yeah. put that in there. Yes. Okay. So that line absolutely <laughs> meant nothing in this feature. Not not one bit. Uh, I mean, how he, it was he, funny. It was funny. Like, he was don't get me wrong. As annoying he as he was, just he was about, funny still. So okay, so it opens with him. Trying to doggy style close this chick, up right? on on his cock, and then he says the line, and then we find out that he is in a hotel room or what turns out to be like a, a, a brothel. brothel, and he's trying to bang this uh, call girl or working girl or whatever a hooker, but he's I guess he's trying to like get some anal. Like I've never seen somebody work so hard to try to get anal, and she was I, like, "Nope, I, I don't. I'm not doing I don't that. know if it's that or just just doggy style in general. That's it's just. I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Well, you know, this was the '70s. I think uh, uh, that position is something that people did more behind closed doors than they did like naturally. You know, like mm. I feel like it was our generation that made it kind of like the uh, 
the normal way of doing things and stuff. Okay. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was going for the anal. That you know, I, I'm glad we didn't really get clues on what it was. Like, he, he, you know, him going like, I, I, "Come on, let me." Well, she was like, "I won't your do asshole for a little bit," you know. Like, I mean, that I feel like it was there. I don't want to get too caught up on the whole the whole thing, but she was like. I, mean, I won't. Why not? She's like, no. She's like, I don't do that. And he's like, or she's like, who's that? And she's like, is. is... Anyway, she said yeah, something. He was that trying like... to treat her like an animal. I, I think yeah. is what what she was going with that. Like she, she, she just, you know, she wanted uh, missionary. She wanted it to be a little bit on the sexy side, not, not be like, like she just didn't want to be treated like an animal. And that's well, what he was trying to do. Right? Also, too, what I mean, we... he's a piece of shit human being and shit. Like well, he plays one. So. Yeah. So what we find out is uh, that she's kind of new to the game, if you will. And she's calling for uh, Miss Hattie. I thought she was saying Big Daddy, but then it turns out to be Miss I thought Hattie. it was, too. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, shit. And then, one, of those C, one of those C guys with the big suits and shit from fucking Bioshock is going to come out. <laughs> no, so they're called Big Daddies. Bioshock's a good game. So uh, Miss Hattie runs in and it's this older woman who's like uh, the headmistress or whatever, played by Carolyn Jones. Is that name familiar to you? Not at all, but uh, she was a weird character. I actually kind of liked it because she was so fucking hunchback and weird. Kind of right up her alley. She is the original Morticia from the black and white Adams family. Oh, well. Hell yeah. So welcome back. <laughs> so Miss Hattie to the colored screen. Walks to the colored screen. Tells the girl, look, if you're not cut out for this shit, like you gotta go. And the girl was like, All right, I'm gonna leave. And she uh on her way out is talking to some lady at the front steps, and the lady's like, Look, not everybody's cut out for this shit, so like, you know, just you know, go take care of yourself. Here's some money. There's a hotel down the street called the Starlight. Stay there and then like make your way out uh, in the morning. So this chick goes over to the Starlight Hotel and it's this big fucking rundown uh, middle of nowhere uh, hotel. It's got kind of like the same vibe as Psycho, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, a girl like goes to this like uh, backwoods. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Psycho wasn't in the backwoods. It was more like off a highway. But right. like it, it, the idea is the same. Like you know, some backwoods hotel, like you said, rundown building, creepy as all hell. Still has like cigarette logos outside the door. You know, that? like sell camel cigarettes. Yeah. And shit. yeah. Oh, um, and then you got this weird guy. I don't want to give him a name. I'm sure he does have a name, but I, I just want to call him the recluse because that's kind of what he was. Right. He was, he was like some, uh, some, uh, ex veteran, uh, recluse is, is what the movie describes. Mm. Uh, they didn't get really much into the, the, the veteran side of things. And that's why I bring it up. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's some old guy that kind of lives there, kind of like Norman Bates and stuff like that. It's you know he doesn't you know like people. He doesn't want them to be around. And, uh, this girl comes there, this call girl who decides to hit the road, and she took the lady's advice. Goes there. Uh, I need a room. He doesn't even allow her to pay, which no, he said pay in the morning. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because uh, that was already a red flag for me because I was like, oh, "You don't want me to pay? No, you got no business." He's like, "Oh, no, you're gonna pay to be here." 
And you got a fucking big book where I have to fucking sign my name. That's just old shit. school you hotel can't just shit. Put it into the computer. What computer? Like, it's even... 1975, fucker. I know. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> that was. The See, your comment from just... last week where like it's 86. You can't take Ubers, or you know, it's like yeah, you <laughs> no, also can't use computers right. if they don't exist. Uh, I know. This is why I brought it up. Yeah, he's got the old school like keys, like hanging on the back fucking board and shit. He's all like, yeah, I'd grab a number and fucking give it to her kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he rents her a room. She goes. Uh, he starts being weird right away, right? Like, well, I mean, the dude's weird throughout the whole movie, right? He's deranged, so it's not like he has his his uh, peaks and valleys, right? Sometimes he's cool, he's chill. We'll he's call him whatever. the innkeeper, right? Because that's what he well, is. I mean, right? his name's Judd, but yes, the innkeeper. Judd the innkeeper. So, so, um, but then he also has um, moments of like. Uh, you know, being crazy and deranged and lunatic. I, I didn't mean, see any crazy in this guy. Sure. Oh, I man. mean, you act like he was talking to himself and saying weird things and like repeating words and stuff like that. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty nuts. Um, but so was everybody else. I think in this fucking town. Yeah. It's weird. But yeah, he finds <laughs> out that he's, uh, he finds, you know, he in talking with her and looking at her. Cause she was wearing the most stupidest, ugliest, obvious wig. It was so fucking. It was like distracting. How it looked like Robert England's hair. Was. That's yeah. stupid. <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm Robert England. But she's in like gonna... a nighty, you know, and like she just, you know, is in her hooker clothes and or her her hooker uniform, I guess. And he's like, oh, you're one of Miss Hattie's girls, right? And she was like, no. And he's like, yeah, you are. And then he starts attacking her and forcing himself on her. And then eventually. He's trying to rip off her clothes. And she's like yeah. running upstairs and stuff trying to get away from him. She makes like, it outside. Uh, and like uh, he ends up grabbing a, a scythe. Like who the fuck? I don't know. Whatever. It's a I, big ass I like scythe. the scythe. Okay, yeah, I, I like the scythe. The reason why I like the scythe is that it, that, that tool does not get much credit. Not too many people get to use it and stuff like that. So I'm I'm glad it was the weapon of choice in this film because we we don't see it too often. You know, we see everything else. We've fucking seen giant safety pins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so you know, oh my I, god! I remember when I was at In and Out after we'd done that movie, and I saw the big ass safety pins that they put on the back of oh, their aprons. Yes, yeah, right. I took a picture of it. I think I see. I, I don't know. I think I sent it to you. I was like, "Aha! I found them." <laughs> this is where they come from. Yeah, he used to work at In and Out. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Nice. So yeah, so... Uh, so he ends up killing her, right? Which I thought it was a cool death scene. The blood's going everywhere. I was like, okay, like. Cool, you're getting me into it now, you know. Yeah, he hooked her with the scythe, and uh, yeah, and, and then okay. dumped her in the water for the for the crocodile to eat. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's can just I, a well, can cycle. I, can I get, give everyone here a little schooling on the difference between crocodiles and alligators. Um, not many people know this, uh, but I I did uh, discover that there are two two big differences. Uh, the alligator, which has its eyes kind of on the side of its head, uh, its head, um, and it's uh, it's a uh, it's got the triangular shaped uh, head, but it's um, I mean, it also eats its young. It is considered a reptile because it's got scales, whereas uh, the the crocodile is nothing like that. It's it's an amphibian that has skin, leather, and its eyes are on top of its head so that it can surface and see you 
above the water. No. Yeah. A little bit of. The more you know. Biology for you. <laughs> um, the, yeah. Two, two different uh, animals completely. So. So. Um, so he feeds her to the croc. And then, like, you get a, an influx of people coming to the hotel. We get this couple who shows up with their kid. Um, mm-hmm. And then they check in and they have a dog with them, but the dog ends up getting loose and the crocodile Snoopy. ends up eating the dog. Yeah. Go figure of all the names you would name a dog, you'd name it Snoopy. And it shocks the, the little girl. Like, it traumatizes character. the little girl. And the little girl, um, fuck, what was her name? Angie, I think. Yeah, Angie, who's played by Kyle Richards. And you probably don't know the name, but she is Lindsay from Halloween, the original Halloween. So if you remember, she looked familiar to me. There's the two babies. Yeah, yeah, so, um, but that's not until a couple of years after uh, this movie. So kind of a younger, earlier uh, Lindsay there. So they go upstairs to kind of like, chill out and then um we get i mean after the little girls got dog and the dogs got eaten by the fucking crocodile yeah and, and not let's not gloss over the fact that uh that the innkeeper was just like all like oh yeah sorry you know shit happens and yeah here, take take a room <laughs> uh, they, they go up there you know and the poor little girl's traumatized for life and shit like that True. mom is for some reason being a bitch and and like her husband looks like he just wants to kill her. Which that guy was weird as fuck, dude. <laughs> what was he's, he in a, he's in a. She's was, like turning around, and he's got his like hand like like simulating like he wants to crush her throat or something. And he's like, Ugh. he's got like his fucking t showing. It's like, dude, you guys doing drugs in front of your kid? <laughs> what's, what's Even deal? his IMDb picture is fucking weird. But I was looking at his body of work, and he's in a movie called Phantom of the Paradise. And he plays. Like, I know that. I know that. Oh my uh, god! He's I, the Phantom. And I, like, I know that title. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I was looking at it. Uh, like, he's, he's, so yeah, guy's got like the bottle glasses and stuff like that. Your typical seventies like dad and husband. Yeah, weirdo. weirdo. Anyways, um, his wife also wearing a wig, right? Like, and totally obvious. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what, what it is, is with this? the like 70s fucking early wigs. 1900s yeah, and shit, know, like man. powdered wigs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So at the meeting, yeah, she she looks totally different with without her yeah. fucking wig hair on. At the same time, we get this other um, couple that show up. It's a dad and his daughter, older guy, uh, younger girl, and they are looking for the hooker that was killed in the beginning because that's then uh, the the dad went out to shoot the crocodile, right? With his family. Or was that before? I think it was before the the other couple showed up. Oh, was it? Oh, you might be right. Yeah. So so as as they were arguing in the room, the 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 weird guy and his wife and the crying child, crying traumatized child. Um, the girl was you know talking about how you know, he killed he killed Snoopy and blah blah blah. And the dad was just like, ah, fuck it, I'll deal with it, right? So he goes out to his car which is like some kind of dodge dart or something like that like from back in the day you know he he gets out a shotgun pulls out his uh box of shells i bring that up because later on in the movie i think the time that you're talking about when the other people show up 
that box of shells is still in the trunk. Nice. <laughs> you would think that the nobody said anything. Like, well, yeah. you know, free boxes, you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, he goes and brings out his shotgun, and the the innkeeper knows what he's doing. He's trying to stop them. He's like, like you said, he's trying to explain to him that, that this is a special creature that that lives in the pond here, and you know it, it comes from far away, and they, they live forever. The only way to that they die is if people kill it. You know, right. it's obviously at a time. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's kind of like a shout to like the 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 dummies that live here in the town, or. Is it just that we didn't have much knowledge of uh, gators back then, or I mean crocodiles back then? So I I don't know. It's kind. Of, I guess it can kind of go either way. Are these like just dumb hillbillies and shit like that, or is there not really any recognizable science behind them? There's no reason either, either both. It could be, yeah. Um, and so the guy goes to uh, you know put some slugs into it, or not slugs, but uh, fucking spread shots into it what do they call them fucking shells um and homeboy the innkeeper judd the innkeeper comes at him again with the scythe he goes after him with the scythe um sticks him through the neck or am i thinking that is that just the other scene no it was this scene no that's the dad oh okay the dad gets it in the um well this guy's a dad too but yeah he, he well he gets hit with the scythe uh there's a brutal exchange. Uh, the guy, you know, shoots his uh, shotgun into the into Judd's leg, and um, uh, somehow loses loses balance, uh, and gets kind of uh, knocked. Or the defense breaks or something, and he gets partially knocked into the alligator or the crocodile's pit, where he no, no the crocodile just gets him right there, right. There's like a whole offense. Yeah, there's a whole offense. Either way, the crocodile gets him in the end. Yeah, eats him. So eats this this dad, and now like uh, mom and daughter are stuck there. So the innkeeper Judd goes upstairs, and at this point, um, the mom has um, taken off her wig, and she's got long blonde hair, and this was a short black hair wig. So I was like, "You look better with your long blonde hair. Like, why didn't you keep that?" But Whatever. Oh, maybe it was uh, a 70s thing. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe. And she's about to take a bath or a shower or something. So Judd like pulls her out and then like ends up tying her up on a bed and it freaks the little girl out. And she runs downstairs and she ends up hiding under the house for a majority of the rest of the movie. And so Yeah, smart kid. Run up underneath the He's trying the, to get the little girl out the from the Yeah. <laughs> and like I think that's got a what, fucking crocodile roaming free around. Right. And I think that's when this other couple shows up, the old, the hooker's dad right. and her sister, and they're telling Judd, we are looking for our sister. And that's the plot of the movie is, I think, is that they set the foundation in the beginning with, okay, here's this hooker. She goes to this hotel where there's a killer croc, and then she dies, and then the family comes looking for her, and then, spoiler alert, they die, and then there's just a couple death scenes in between um, the entirety of the movie. Yeah, you're right. I mean, then, there was a lot of boobs. It, um, there was some cool kill scenes, but really, other than that, like, I don't know, it wasn't a lot. No, yeah, it's just one of these things. Like, all right, this person gets killed by a crocodile. Move on to the next people. Um, you know, like. 
I'll tell you what. What's let's that? do this. Was there any like was there any, like a favorite scene of yours or something that stood out where you're like, oh, that was cool or like no, a highlight just, for uh, you? I did like Judd's character. You know, I, I uh, to me he was a, a very interesting. I, I'll t- it took a little work for me to to get involved with this movie, and I still watched the movie kind of half ass. You know, I in fact I was watching it this morning before we got started on this, I was taking a shower and I was watching it in the shower. Then after I got done with the shower and I went to fucking McDonald's to get me a coffee and shit like that, I watched it on the way I, while I was driving. Yes, I was watching my fucking <laughs> phone while I was Man, driving. And stuff. The whole reason we do, do this podcast is so that people can walk through a movie without having to watch it in their car. Uh, that's not what I said. This was about. I like. I like the. Thing, I like the times of today where I can do that and shit like that. I like the fact I don't have to go home and just sit in front of the TV and stuff like that. I like the fact I can just like, oh, I can watch this movie while I'm, you know, like, um, on my 15 minute break at work, and then you know continue it on lunchtime and then finish it on last break kind of thing you know no i no that part yes it's the uh the part where you're like i'm driving and watching this movie at the same time going shopping i'm in the aisles like okay all right this is going on oh oh titty scene all right there we go you know yeah brilliant nowadays you can run your errands and watch your favorite shit you know i I guess that's where we differ because I, i am too I like to die. I like to like turn off all the lights. Nobody say anything like I'm going to like fully engulf myself in this story from beginning to end. I don't like breaks. Was this one of those movies that you need to fully engulf yourself into? No, it's, it's, it's not exactly my point. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, it's not the point. Quite the contrary. That for me is not the point. I don't look at a particular movie and be like, yes, that is one that I can get fully engulfed in or no, I can. um, I'm fully engulfed every time. (laughs) Hello. I just, I just know how to do other things. And look, if I miss something, I could just rewind it 10 seconds and be like, Oh, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do it. It just, again. So I walk into every movie like that. And regardless of what it's going to be. So yeah, I made coffee. I got my cup. I sat down and I watched this movie. Now it was on my iPad. So if I needed a second cup of coffee, I walked with my iPad as I'm watching, got my coffee and came back. I, I mean, I, it's not a, it's not a, like a, a maxo discipline or whatever, but like I, I can't pick something up and then start it later unless it's a movie that I've already seen. So like, if I go inside I and I put on Return of the Living Dead, you bet your fucking sweet little Italian ass that I can walk around and do other things it and stop sweet. it and come back. Because I know that movie inside and out. I've seen it before. I love it. That's great. But if I'm watching something oh, yeah, for the first see, that, time. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Again, and that, that's, if I'm watching that's something for the point. first time, it's Usually though, like, that's... Well, I mean, yeah, but I already knew what I was getting myself into when it came to this movie. Now, however, if... If it was a heavily story-based uh, something that, you know, I'm taking my time to watch, uh, I'll understand that. I, I will make sure that I go and get my food and then come back, sit down at the table. And whether it's on my phone or on my TV, I I got my earbuds in, I'm still completely immersed. Um, 
if I'm going shopping and stuff like that, you know, like at the same time, it's just because I need to. God damn, I, was I going to need a coffee to get up this early? You know, so, but I also had to finish the movie. You see, that's where that's where it was at. This wasn't like a conscious decision to like, okay, let me just half-ass this. It was more like, uh, all right, I got so many minutes, I got to finish this movie because I started watching it last night. I got now about half an hour into it, and then I realized I have an hour to go. So what do I do? I wake up really early in the morning and I, I take a shower and then, you know, like I do all those things while I'm watching the movie to be on schedule. Got it. That's, you know, so it's not it's not one of these things where I'm like, OK, I'm going to decide to just do all this stuff. It's more like, oh, uh, well, I can do this while I'm watching the movie. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So it's not a dis- decision I'm making and stuff like that. Um but yeah, like like if I know it's going to be a scary movie, I'd do all that. Like, you know, turn off the lights, get the popcorn, but like oh shit, like you know, if I can wait for the scare factors and stuff like that. Yeah, I immerse myself. But uh I've learned how to do it also going places as well. And gotcha. like I said, gotcha. if I have to pause, go back to it. I don't like to do it, but that's you know, kinda how this one went. And same thing. I still I still obtained everything I needed from it. Uh, again, I found Robert England's character to be very annoying and unlikable, and I'm glad he got eaten by an alligator. <laughs> that was probably his best role in the part. Was uh, his... see that? Okay, that bar scene. Uh, I'll tell you right now, that bar scene annoyed the shit out of me again because well, they the kept whole scene was unnecessary. Him. Yeah, all of it. it. All of it. All of it. Yeah, there, there was, was no, no relevance. Well, no, it was. You know what? They should have focused more on the sheriff and the the other daughter, um, because the family that came looking for the uh, the hooker that died at the beginning, which was her sister essentially, right? Uh, the very pretty girl. Um, she she was talking to the sheriff about what happened to her sister and all that. That's where that scene was relevant. But what was irrelevant was everything that they focused on other than that. Like uh, the billiard game. Again, there was a lot more. In fact, there was a lot more of Robert England's character who had who gave nothing to the scene and more or less nothing to the movie. Um, focused on him more than they did the actual people it should have been focused on. Yeah, I'll, I don't disagree. So, you know, again, this is why I was like the, hi, hey, look at me. <laughs> Guys, Robert Eaton here. I almost got a job on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Robert England. You are forever the one and only Freddy Krueger. And I hate End to of say sentence. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in a hundred things, and God bless you for being there. End of sentence. God, God bless you for being you. <laughs> But you're you're Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing uh, that I really dug about it was um, just the kill scenes. You know, um, well, and, uh, let's not forget Toby Hooper delivered a very grim atmosphere here. Um, very, uh, very it was too much distracting. Like very the much... whole thing is shot on a soundstage. You know what I mean? Um, well, no, no, that's not what I meant by it. Like, like I mean, like the atmosphere, like in general, like the. The, the the same kind of feeling I got from like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, as man. far as like the, the, the grimness of it all and also like the hills have eyes kind of thing and stuff. It, 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 
it had a very grim motive and I'm glad that the monster of the movie was something that was very plausible. It wasn't like some freak uh, creature that came from the depths. It was just a fucking normal crocodile and stuff. Um, but you can see how even to this day, like uh, normal monsters do exist. I, you know, it, the, there's a movie that came out recently that actually kind of reminds me of this one. Um, I didn't watch it, but I know exactly what it's called, like Dark Water Abyss or Black Water Abyss, or the, the, the plot is similar, but it's like, you know, this guy's building that got halfway flooded and there's an alligator is either an alligator or a crocodile, like in New Jersey or something. And uh, he knows it's there. So like he attacks people and feeds them to this thing. Mm. So it's, it's actually not very far fetched from that and stuff. Um uh, yeah, nothing, nothing new here. Um, but like, I, I did like, I, I did like the atmosphere. That's all I was saying. All right. Toby Hoover knows knows how to deliver the atmosphere, the unsettling, the uh, dark and grim. I mean, it, this movie seemed like there was no hope. Like, right? Everybody here in this town, they were fucking crazy, or they were like fucking Robert England's character, you know, who was just kind of like the menace of the town. Or they were like cops, cops that like didn't really give a fuck about what was going on, and people that were either oblivious or just didn't care that the guy up the road was fucking feeding people to his crocodile. Just the fact that he had a crocodile and people were like, "Oh yeah, it's that old guy with the crocodile." It's like, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Please do explain. Are we talking about the Tiger King versus fucking crocodile man, or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know so. um okay just a couple side notes before we uh call this one quits um judd the reason they refer to him in the um bio as a uh, crazed veteran is because he's an actual real life veteran um he was credited as being like the fourth most decorated soldier in world war ii which i thought was okay. kind of a cool note um, mm-hmm. it was his character that grew on me throughout the movie. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the main. I didn't, I didn't like pretty much any of the characters in this movie, and his character actually grew on me for the most part. And then, um, uh, Faye, uh, the so she is the um, she is the little girl's mom. She was the one wearing the black wig. Okay. She's played by a character or she's played by an actor named Marilyn Burns, who um, was Sally from Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. So um, I don't know. It was just uh, I was more interested in like connecting the dots of these people and kind of seeing where they're coming from than I was in the movie. Like I I did find myself kind of as I'm watching, like scrolling my phone and just checking the facts and the actors and stuff like that. And um i'd pause for kill scenes See, that's and- why i don't know how you do that you don't know how i do my movie watching i don't know how you do that because i feel like if i'm if i'm getting too much of this information before i watch the movie i feel like it's gonna kind of take away something for me it's got nothing to do with the movie though you know what i mean like i'm i'm looking at like you know Marilyn Burns and what has she done before and after and what else is she in? I was like, oh, she's also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, okay, cool. And, uh, you know, this other girl, uh, Kyle, whatever her name is, is in uh, Halloween. I don't know. No, I usually do it before. Those, those kind of deep vibes. Those, those kind of deep dives I do usually after 
I've watched something that I didn't know anything about. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, I usually do it, do it before or after, not during. Um, but well, I yeah, who's, who's going to watch a movie and do it during? Actually, I've done that too. I'm pausing and be like, oh, IMDb, because I have to know, because I fucking know this guy. And all right, so essentially we do do the same thing. I just, I, like when I go into it, that's, that's I think that's the difference. Is I, when I go into it, I, I don't know much about it. This is definitely yeah. a movie I didn't know much about. Do I regret watching this? Absolutely not. No, Do I regret putting a, it on this slow, this it was, show. It was no, a fun watch. I'll I'll check it off the box. If I ever do end up meeting Robert England, I'll mention it. But um, you know, it's not. Yeah, one that you need I would like a back. million dollars to talk to that guy. He <laughs> won't even look your direction. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. One day he'll be like, I, I, I was supposed to be the main star in Gladiator. Did you know that? <laughs> I was I was supposed to be Roy Schneider Roy Schneider's character, uh, Ro- Rob Schneider's character. No, Roy Schneider's character on Jaws. Did you know that? Hmm? <laughs> you know, like he's just gonna start making up shit. Like I was supposed to be the Joker on Batman. <laughs> they didn't. They, you know, I gave it to Michael Keaton because I thought he'd be better at it and stuff like that. You know, just like <laughs> you mixed up your actors and characters there, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> No, no, I didn't mix it. I was just saying. Like, I was supposed to be the main. The... I was supposed to be Joker, but I gave it to Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, ah, yeah, whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm the one that's drinking, not this guy over here. With my Mr. Uh, Responsible. Uh, whatever. Granted, it's only like five percent, so I'm not fucking. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. You ever wonder how that works sometimes? Like you get like a high percentage of alcohol, you get a low percentage for some reason. You got more fucked up with the low percentage, and like how the fuck does that work? This shit happens to me sometimes. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's put a let's put a ribbon on this one. Let's put a bow tie on it or whatever. Will not. Let's get her done. <laughs> yeah, as as uh, as Robert England would say from this movie. <laughs> yeah, that fucking like hillbilly accent. Oh uh, yeah, he he tried real hard too. <laughs> he sure did. Yeah. Oh God bless. It. I'm glad this movie was made. I I think the one thing I wanted to say about it because I was like, we have to watch Eaten Alive. I was like, didn't we just do a movie called Beaten Alive? I was like, we're gonna Beaten the Death. <laughs> but then Beaten I realized alive, it was Beaten the Death. Death. Actually, what's funny <laughs> is uh, as soon as so the movie's Eaten Alive, and then it starts off with this like um, quasi rape scene, and I was like. Eating alive, rape scene. I was like, did I pick the wrong kind of movie for our podcast? No, you picked the right kind of movie. That's <laughs> what we do, man. You know what? Fuck, you can't censor us. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you can try you know, it, but I do all the editing, so it's still going to make it Unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable. This... This podcast is a machine that just cannot be stopped. Try to put a wall in front of our tracks. We'll just go right through it. <laughs> you know, I no, it, this was a good, it was a good watch again. Yeah, it was, right. it was I whatever. Got, I got to hang out with you for a little bit more there again. You go. I'm, I'm glad we didn't, we didn't really get too deep into the dive on this one because yeah, it's more of a thing. Just, just watch it. You know, like, like see if you like it. Yeah. You know, some people probably would. Some, some probably wouldn't. But it's it's worth a watch. Yeah. You know. All right, Matthew. Till the next one, man. Till the next one, PG. Good chilling.
See you later. Thank you, guys. And this is Acute and City Horror. Out.